Casey. Michelle. You ready to do this? Yeah, let's get into it. Bam, bam, bam. Hey, I was thinking of doing that too. How funny. We're back. That's the closest we'll ever get to DJ Khaled. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a kitty cat. Uh, (laughs) How you doing? Good morning. I'm an absolute wreck. We were talking about it before. I feel I don't have a sinus infection, but my eyes aren't opening. And this is just every Saturday. Welcome I don't to understand your 30s. it. And it's just like a fun little, like, let's just cough for an hour for no reason. Um, and then I can't find my debit card. And so I'm just going insane. And it's not terrible, but I wanted to do a lot of stuff today. And I want to go to the farmer's market tomorrow. Do you have, a, just, credit, do you have a credit card? Do you yeah, just yeah, don't yeah. want to use it? Yeah, yeah. I just prefer because, I mean, updating Casey Murphy's life. Um, my grandmother passed away. Which um no, oh. but we all got to see her in June, which was really nice. But then Grandma left me some money, and so now the money is available, and I want to spend it <laughs> on pastries at the farmers market. Mmm, <laughs> pastries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was excited to not have to have not have to use my credit card. Right. I'm like, oh, okay, good. Because I am a single woman who lives alone, and therefore I'm in credit card debt. <laughs> like the rest of the country. Yeah. Not yeah. being a single woman, but being Just in credit having... card debt. Yeah. But, but how are you? Um, I'm okay. What day is today? <laughs> Saturday. Saturday. I feel like I don't even know whether I'm coming or going. Um, Just living the life. Enjoying my last month in the Upper East Side. Oh, I know. I know. I'm going to re-sign my lease and I, yeah, I mean, yeah, I need to go to, this is a good idea. It's a good idea to re-sign. I'll kind of settle, see what happens. And then I'm going to start booking a few trips too. I'd love to hear that. Because especially in the past, maybe just because of all the other stuff that's kind of gone on in our personal lives, but definitely the past month, or maybe it's also the holidays. It's like, why am I in Texas? Like, I, I want to be back in the Northeast, but then again, I also want to try to do, like, a stint in Cali, but I don't, I need I to go visit Cali again. Yeah, and I think Cali today is very different than Cali last time you went. Very true. That I acknowledge. Yeah, that I'm on board with, but just the, just to be able to, you know, just being somebody who grew up on the East Coast, obsessed right. with West Coast SoCal little punk rock culture and skateboarding culture, I just want to. Give, you know, 13-year-old Casey, like, yeah, you stayed there. And I have so many friends over there. But, yeah, yeah, I'll go visit and check it out and see. But, yeah, the affordability is not very available there. Money is expensive. <laughs> Money doesn't work. So, yeah. So that's just – but that's, a, you know, that's an everyday thing. I need to sign up for therapy again. So we're yeah. working on it. Those are good resolutions. Um Speaking of Hollywood, shall we go into our first story? Yeah, when I'm in a party in the USA like Mylene <laughs> and get off the plane at LAX. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Golden Globes happened on Tuesday, which no one even knew what yeah, day it was. This is Casey, also like, me think that- I want to go to Hollywood too to be like, I want to be there for award season. Yeah, yeah, although again, why it's on a Tuesday is beyond me. Yeah. Totally forgot about it, even though we had talked about how it was going to be on Tuesday. And thankfully, at 6.55, I went on to Instagram and saw Jennifer Coolidge in her Golden Globes dress and was like, oh, my God, I have five minutes. Okay. Yeah, I sent the DVR, obviously. Um, what do you think? Um, I, I mean, I think the Globes are back. Not that they really like deserve to come back in terms of everything that the HFPA has been up to in the past three years. And there are lack of reform or lack of um self-awareness and basically the you know if you listen to the pod then you know but the hfpa runs the golden globes hollywood foreign press and they have been under attack since 2020 because they have no diverse team members like they're it's all 
it's of like I think I think it's a really small crew. I think it's only like seventy voting members or something really small yeah. like that. And the majority of them, what sixty five of them are white men. Yeah, the and president so. is now a woman, a white woman. But no, I agree with you. I mean, they acknowledged, you know, what had happened, but then we never heard any updates on how they're reforming it and what they're doing to you know deal with the fact that they're highly under represented in all these different um you know communities yeah. i mean the only person who acknowledged it obviously was gerard carmichael in his uh opening opener which was lackluster and bizarrely, like Tom Cruise, who was like, I'm going to give back all my golden gloves. <laughs> You're like, oh, okay. Voice of randomness. No, ra- no reason. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then yeah. do we have the golden globes were like the last awards that would have happened in February of 2020. And then, then awards season shut. Or did we get through awards season in 2020 and then it shut down? Because it would have been March. I can't we, even remember, to be honest. I think we mod- might have gotten through it. And then everything kind of shut down because the Oscars are usually February, not yeah, March. They've been, they've been changing. I think they were April last year or something. Yeah. And I think that's probably due to like the kerfuffle. But then the Golden Globes were an absolute nightmare. And then they weren't even because um, they of weren't COVID. on last year. Yeah. yeah. And then they weren't on last year. But I thought it was back in terms of being one of my favorite award shows because it was so unhinged because they started to only serve alcohol and they went back to not giving food, even though you could hear plates and knives and forks. Uh, that's what I was wondering. Is it just bread on the table? Like there's clearly, why are they having all bread. that silverware just for alcohol? But they always say like, they're never fed there and you could see them bringing out bottles and bottles. And of someone champagne. even said in their speech, like, they didn't. They don't have food or something. I can't remember. Multiple people, because this yeah. is why it's so fun. Because then everybody gets drunker and drunker as the night goes, and then it becomes more unhinged. Like it ended with you know Mike White just kind of sobbing, <laughs> like, right? Um, and everybody hitting on Brad Pitt, which is really the highlight. Oh my god! Yeah, that was incredible. I hope he's the new Jack Nicholson, who is you know not doing well. He's quote unquote a recluse in his Beverly Hills home but he's also pushing 90 and like you know mobility must be difficult but what they did for years is trot Jack Nicholson out to every award show even though he was not nominated and just have him in the front row and talk about him with his sunglasses on (laughs) and they need to do this for Brad Pitt every year yeah I mean he obviously was there because there were things that he was in or that he produced that were nominated but um we love to see him. I mean, that man, no matter how he ages, he still looks good. Even better. Yeah. It and is the, and they nuts. gave him a little bit of a makeover compared to like the last couple of years that like his team was like, we're going to go. He got his teeth whitened and fixed. A little I was going to say his teeth looked extra white and straight. And I don't know if I remember that. So. Yeah. He had chipped a, like he had chipped a tooth for the last couple of years and he was just kind of uh, rocking that out. It wasn't like crazy bad or anything. Right. And then he obviously had gotten a little bit of a tan and he had gotten his hair highlighted and he had he wasn't wearing a bucket hat for the first time in two years. <laughs> but damn, boy. And I like he and Margot Robbie next to each other. I know she's married and her, she was, her husband was not there because the guy she was with is um, her husband's like, I mean, much hotter. She's Margot Robbie. But those two should really I don't know what we're pretending that those two shouldn't be our new just mom Couple. and dad. I mean, yeah, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if something has happened. Oh, how could it not? Oh, my God. They just seem like they're on the same wavelength. Yeah. So, um, but, but other yeah. than that, yeah, Gerard Michael, Carmichael, I, you know, we could have had anybody else come in. I thought yeah. he got spicier throughout the evening, which was nice. Yeah, his little inter- interludes were good, but his opening was terrible. And he like, had no energy and he didn't want to be there. Yeah. And it, there was the first like five minutes. It, there wasn't even a joke. He was just like telling us how he was not okay with how everything went down when they were like wanting to meet with him to discuss what he was going to talk about. But he took it for a paycheck. Yeah. So, and I know like, you know, throughout the night they were running behind. So it's just like, I don't understand logistically if they're running behind 
why they still have him come out and do a little 30 second, you know, shtick when they could just withhold that and then have the acceptance award, um, acceptance speeches a little bit longer because every single person was saying shut up because they didn't want to have, you know, the music cut them out while they're still talking. What do you think? They got 45 seconds from announcement and 30 seconds. It, it took the, everybody 30 seconds to get down to the stage. Well, exactly. And then that's the other thing where Casey and I are always saying this every year. It's like the Ernst and Young people need to connect with the seating chart people and yes, they probably cannot say so-and-so should be in the front row because they won. But you could give a general list of all the celebrities and say, these are tier one, meaning they should be on the floor. These are tier two, meaning they should be up on the stairs. And this way, you know, tier one is either a successful celebrity, i.e. Brad Pitt, or someone who's highly likely to win so that we're not wasting 15 Like 30. the dude from The Bear. The dude from The Bear, which... Anyone would have watched knowing he was going to win because didn't he just win the Emmy? It was the one of the most talked about shows. The and Abbott year. Elementary too. Like oh, Quint- Ab- Quinta Ron took Apple forever. Um, the guy that plays Gregory, I can't think of his name right now. Everybody loves Chris. Everybody hates Chris. That guy. Yeah, he has three names. And then Paul Walter Hauser also for like Blackbird, who has three names. Like he. Right. Took oh yeah, he minute. was. Far- and by the way. Like, those are all highly well-received shows. So, like, again, not surprised that they won. Yeah. Yeah, we're, I mean, like, just put us in charge. Poor Brendan Gleeson. Because there was no given path. So they're all just trying to figure it out. And they're panicking. And the adrenaline's rushing. Yeah. And so they all kind of pick to go past Brendan Gleeson (laughs) and the Banshee table. And it was not a good, it, yeah, it was just so frustrating. And, and then everybody's yelling at them to stop playing them off. And, the, and it was not Chloe, the pianist. It was not Chloe no, Flower. it was a track. Yeah. But, yeah. But like, yeah. And, and yeah, we put Jennifer Coolidge in charge of a couple of different things. So we're going to get three minutes eaten up. Oh, but yeah. We, I mean. But there were highlights of when Jennifer she pre- Coolidge. When she presented, I was like. There's nothing can get better. And then her speech was even better. So it was like, just have this woman do it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, we would be much better producers. But it was very nice to see it come back to its unhinged level of entertainment. Regina Hall, stealing. Oh, my God. I mean, confirming why we loved her on the Oscars, because she knows how to engage a room. And she's just like, yeah, I mean, she hit hit on Brad, Quinta hit on Brad, and then there was a guy, I can't remember who. Oh, that drove me insane. Hold on, I took notes. I don't know why I'm not reading off the notes. So Austin Butler wins, and and as we're all going to talk, I think this might, honestly, I think he's in like a ho- solid contention for the Oscar. And I, I, I oh, this is interesting. This is an interesting statement that I'm about to come up with. And now with the death of Lisa Marie, it's probably mm-hmm. even kind of pushing that even higher i thought about that actually interesting the thing that would i thought that people might the tide might change against him is the fact that he hasn't fallen out of this elvis accent yet (laughs) but with that being said and as much as it drives me insane it's really hot it's better than his normal voice. It is funny when you look back and forth and you like see videos of him with the voice before the Elvis voice and now his voice. And you're like, yeah, I mean, I get why you would hold on to this voice. But at the same time, it's like. And if you were. We know that else, ain't your voice, bro. <laughs> yeah. If you were anybody else who wasn't an actor. It's like when be- Madonna started talking with a British accent. Yeah. Or it's like we know. The girl or, that you studied abroad with. Or but, other yeah. people I know who had a British <laughs> accent after spending it. a few months in England. <laughs> Not me. <laughs> I would have, I, I, no, I think I would have around America. Yeah, no, I would have, if I had started to drink, then I would have slipped into it for fun, but I can slip out. I know when I'm yeah. putting it on. No, 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 no. Slipping in and out is one thing because I've done that when I was drunk, but it's another thing to like convince everyone that this is how you spoke before you lived there when he everyone works, was around I you for so long with a dialect coach to start sounding like elvis 
and now I can't not be Elvis. And I didn't talk to my family for years. And I laughed because he brought his sister. And I was like, I, I know, I was out. thinking about that. I was like, damn it. I thought he had no family. Um, <laughs> no, he just chose not to talk to them. And then, yeah, he said um, goodbye. But when he got up, he goes, oh, he's like, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm up here. Like, like just full, like, oh, the stalls. And he's like, Brad Pitt, I love you. And Quentin, I downloaded Pulp Fiction when I was 12. He's worked with them before. He was in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. He's oh, a, I don't remember him in that. He's uh, a pretty important character. When Brad Pitt, he, his only scenes are with Brad Pitt. He's part of the compound. Okay. He's, he's Tex. He's, got, he's the guy riding the horse and giving the tours. He has got it. dark hair. He doesn't look, he, this is pre-Elvis makeover. He looks very, very different. He's a good looking guy. I mean, we can't yeah. stop that. But his entire scene is with Brad Pitt. And he's not the one who gets beat up by Brad Pitt. But they're like, Tex, go get blah, blah, blah. Because Brad Pitt's beating up the, the other guy. And, um, and, the, and then I was just like, you've already worked with Quentin for like weeks on the set. Unless Quentin's like not going to the set and just has like his second director, you know, filming those scenes. But I was just like, dude, you've already worked with these people. <laughs> Why are you like, I'm so yeah. excited to see you. I was like, you're their contemporaries. I mean, I guess you probably don't feel that way, but. No, definitely not. But um, yeah. Kyle Gerber was not there with him, but then they met up later. Well, have, speaking of Austin Butler, have you been seeing the clips where he keeps revealing the story about how he was a, with a quote friend who told him that he should play um, Elvis, when the quote friend everyone knows is Vanessa Hudson, Hudgens, because yeah. she's told the story like a million times on television, and it's like they were together for like eight years, and he doesn't want to acknowledge that it was like his ex girlfriend that told him this because he doesn't want to give her the credit, and it's just like, well, that checks out. Yeah, and the um, way that he was considered for it was because they were getting pictured together and he was considered a rising star and he got the Quentin Tarantino movie and yep, Yeah. Interesting stuff. Um, I also really liked uh, the speaking of speeches besides um, our girl. Um, I also really, I don't watch it, but I, or I didn't see the movie, but the guy from everything everywhere all at once, who was also from Indiana Jones, I can't, think of his name the director yeah um no the actor oh i thought he directed everywhere everything no 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 no. he was the actor and that's why he was saying like thankfully that the director in this movie gave him another chance because oh did you not see this it was the first award no i've known that the entire time that that person has been from he was the little kid in Indiana Jones. I thought he was more involved in production and directing of no, it. The but Daniels. it's done by the I thought they were the writers and he was the director. Mm. But either way, I know his story. Yeah, yeah, no, it was just great to like, you know, I was like tearing up during his speech. Um I like I, that his wife was if you go back and watch it's because she's like so clearly conservative. And she's like, All right, relax with the emotions. Like she's like, button it up. Like we don't act like this in public, bro. I know, but I mean, if there's not a time to show your emotions, it's when you win a freaking Golden Globe. It was very amusing, though, because it was like, oh, yeah, he's clearly he's clearly the actor of this couple. Yeah. Um. So I really liked that. Uh, what else did I like? I love I mean, we, we mentioned it before, but probably my favorite joke of the night, which did not receive well. <laughs> was the um Shelly Miscavige joke which he mispronounced her name but um it was a great line I think I have it somewhere here um I love that Zendaya won and she's already too like over Hollywood too she's working but I was like yeah good for you already not showing up for your awards Right. There were a lot of people who didn't show up. Kevin Costner wasn't there. Amanda Seyfried wasn't there. <laughs> the Kevin the Costner best. line. The Kevin Costner thing with Regina Hall like was incredible. It was next level and the internet was so angry at her and it's like get the context. You're she's in she's not on her phone in the room. She's not, you know, you don't know who else is in there. You're not like, yeah, everybody was like, how dare you be like that rude to Kevin Costner when he's sheltering in place? And she's like, I didn't, you, she didn't know what the teleprompter was going to say. Right. 
Um, the line was backstage, backstage. I found these three Golden Globe awards that Tom Cruise returned. I think maybe we take these three things and exchange them for the safe return of Shelly Miscavige. Brutal. Here for it. In the room of all the Scientologists. Yeah, you could, you could literally hear a pin drop. So good. Um, any so other scared. moments you liked? Um, well, one moment I didn't like was they brought Sean Penn out. And I was just like, oh, why? I thought the why same are you here? thing. And I, I was, was like, like no, why is he? I mean, yeah. And people were clapping. And I was like, of course, you guys think he's such a cool little rebel when he's just the epitome of toxic masculinity. Yep. The worst. Um, and then I wrote, I wrote a note. I must have been very stoned. I said Paul Walter Hauser <laughs> and then Cole Hauser under it. <laughs> oh, Cole Hauser, not, not one of the twins. Cole Sprouse. Okay. Cole Hauser. That was exciting to see him. I think I had known that he was part of Yellowstone. Yeah, but he's I had a big character it. in it. Yeah, because I don't watch Yellowstone. But that was very exciting to see Cole Hauser because I love Cole Hauser to me has always been one of those fascinating guys that's um because he's in so many of our favorite things in the 90s. Yeah. He's so subtle that you like forget that he's in that stuff. He doesn't, he's not a forgettable performance. Cause if you go back, he has like almost no lines in Goodwill Hunting, but he's in like half the movie. <laughs> he's one of the friends. Days and Confused, he's great. Yeah. In. I was just going to say, I, I, my, I always think of Days and, Days and Confused when I think of him. Yeah. He's also uh, Nepo, baby. Yeah. But he's been working for so no, long. No, I know. Yeah. But, um, um and yeah, Mike White was really great. It was really fantastic just to see, like, just having, it was just clear that, like, we need more gay men in our lives. And I was like, this is who our couple would be. I thought the Ryan Murphy, um, Oh, there was a really great tribute. Honoring, honoring of him and then his speech using that time to, you know, highlight all these other people was so good. And right. it was such a moment to reflect back of being like, wow, the, the I, because now we're in the age where we're, you know, quote unquote, middle age, which is so brutal. But it's like, oh, my God, yeah, we've been a part of this influence for t- we've seen this for 15 years. So obviously, we're now in like the second to third generation of the work that's come out. So I can only imagine what it's like to be 10, 12, 14 right now. Yeah, no, true. And I also liked that he gave um, what's her name a moment in the sun since her award last year it wasn't televised. Rodriguez is that her last name? I yeah. Um, From Pose. Yeah. Yeah. So I liked that. I also it was a cute little thing, but it was clearly making a joke of the fact that they were going over, but then the Natasha Leone like. We're going was over great. time and then taking really long. Like, it was obviously a bit, but it was it made me crack up. Yeah, and I was, um, it was a bummer that, like, Anna Gasteyer and Nicole Byers stuff kind of did not yeah. hit. And I, I know, like, and Nicole was, like, probably so excited to be there, and, like, it, it didn't land well, but, you know. She wore flats, too, and she was, like, making a point to be, like, walking around with, like, I, they were, like, almost flats, uh, like, slippers. And she was, like, just kind of shuffling around to be like, I'm wearing flats. Because you couldn't really see because she was wearing Christian Siriano to the floor. Yeah. But sometimes when she would walk, you could see, like, the little slippers come out. And I was like, this is great. But, yeah, the, the presenters, uh, we could have recast. Yeah. Did you have any best dress or you weren't really paying attention to that? Correct. Was not really paying attention. How about you? What do you feel? Um, I thought Angela Bassett looked incredible. Always. I mean, whew. And I, she was probably one of my top. And then the other one, Jessica Chastain, I thought looked gorgeous as always in that like structured quasi spider web looking dress. It was oh, like, okay. if you Google it, you'll, I think yeah. it, you'll remember it was like sheer, but not silvery. It was really pretty. I mean, she cool. always looks good. So, um, yeah, um, I was paying more attention to the guys because I'm obsessed with, uh, male design, not designer, male f- a stylist, Ilaria. Um, I always want to call her Bertinelli, but it's not. It's like Berto- um, uh, Bert- Bertani or something. And they did, a- she got a little write up um, in a magazine talking about like, were you, you know, were you looking at these people through the award show because they were all styli- styled by her? Oh, interesting. Um, I will say, 
as much as I love her, Quinta Brunson should not be wearing strapless dress because the whole time, including during her speech, she was adjusting her boobs. And I'm like, as a fellow big boobed girl, like, you don't want to be doing that on the stage of the Golden Globes, let alone in your chair. Yeah. Yeah, that's a bummer. I mean, she you looks be pretty, but yeah. she would have looked pretty in something that, you know, gave her more support as well. Very true. It is tough. But um, yeah, oh, it's Alaria uh, Urbanati. I definitely mentioned her on this before, but she did Barry Cohen, Kogan, who's from Banshees of Inishirn, um, Adam Scott, Donald Glover, Damien Chazelle. And mm. so they were all, it's all guys that like play with color, right. and play with structure a lot. And so she wants to look, the, have them look interesting and perf- and chic but casual and comfortable i will say the white guy from abbott elementary was dressed um in a very unique uh suit not suit but like you know formal yeah. but also different it was like gotcha. almost um and you're yeah. not expecting any kind of like fashion statement from that actor because of the character on Abbott Elementary yeah no exactly but um I mean they all looked good Janelle James always looks great I was so happy when not only Quinta and I can't think of his name um I just want to say everybody hates Chris I know they, I want to call him Matri- Michael Patrick Henry when it's no yeah something else um but yeah, I was happy that they won and then even more happy that the show won because obviously I've talked about it before, but I love that show, as do many people. Yeah. Um, so it's great. No, it's good. Yeah. Um, and Oh, sorry. No, no, go for it. I was going to say, yeah, the big winners were Abbott Elementary, White Lotus from the TV show realm. Um, and then the movie realm, it seemed like. Banshee of a Sheeran, which we're not going to talk about this week because Casey hasn't watched it, but I did. <laughs> His name is Tyler James Williams. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and I'm not really sure why it won, but <laughs> I'm on my own island as per usual. I mean, Michael McDonough. Michael McDonough? M- Martin McDonough. Martin, Martin McDonough, yeah. He's the creator writer. I mean, he's a... He's a like love child, you know. He is because um, c- he's coming from more of a theater background, and then he's got gotten more into movies. But he's definitely like I want to say like a love child, which doesn't make sense. He's like um, uh, and not like a suck up to the class teacher, but the teacher is not a teacher's pet. But like they, they're obsessed with him. You know, people that are like pretentious about this stuff and he's not no. a pretentious guy but well that's the thing like again i'm not gonna go into it yet because i also don't want to ruin it for you i mean you know to the extent of what it's about but like what i thought it was about and what i saw were two very different movies okay so that could be part of it so i just would be very curious once you see it if you're on as on board with it as everyone else there are tropes and themes that i understand that people are trying to put on me to understand the movie but every time they do i have an argument to you know counter it and it's correct so either i'm just I mean, this isn't the first movie that everyone likes that I didn't. So yeah, you're gonna I'm be not... on, on an island with me on this one because I think no matter what, I'm just gonna be like, nope, I love it. It's gonna be great. I I want your, I don't want peer pressure to make you say that. I want your genuine thoughts about it when you it's see. It's gonna it. be too difficult. The more you argue against it, the more I'm gonna go. Yes, I like this movie. I know. Well, I'll be <laughs> I'll be asking you a lot of questions when you do. Anyway, um... I won't be able to answer the questions. <laughs> I mean, this brain, I think you will. There's one. Like there's one it. major plot part that I'm going to be very curious about your opinions. Um, but yeah, so I guess you kind of led into it when we were talking about Golden Globes. But you know, Lisa Presley was there, um, and unfortunately, just a day or two days later, we got an alert that she suffered cardiac arrest. Uh, and unfortunately did not survive. I was reading a little update about like what had actually happened. So apparently she was interesting enough. She is like, she was living with her ex with her ex. Sorry. Um, Danny Kehoe, who is the husband of Riley. Imagine how, how big that, Oh, and it's not the second 
no, husband. Yeah, not the, the second, second husband. husband was like a very awful divorce, and he, he like she got custody taken away from him. Well, yeah, yeah, no, exactly. So this was the second husband after the Michael Jackson marriage. Um, oh no, this would be third husband after Nicolas Cage too. Oh right, okay. Nicolas Cage, so, Michael Jackson, and yeah, Danny D- Danny Kehoe is third, and then that other guy Martin Lockwood or something. I know the last okay. name's Lockwood. Um, was fourth, but. Basically, they were. He was staying with her. I don't know if they lived together permanently or whatever. And he tried to um, perform CPR. It didn't work. Um, and shortly after, she was. Uh, she suffered a second cardiac arrest, and then they had a do not resuscitate order on her. So unfortunately, she passed away. Interesting factoid where you were just mentioning. So uh lisa and danny had two kids riley who's a famous actress and then benjamin who actually committed suicide or died by suicide i think is the correct way of saying it now yeah um about two years ago yeah and then she remarried (laughs) this other guy lockwood they have twins who are now 14 and as casey mentioned they had a very um tumultuous relationship there were drugs and assault involved and so at the time of her passing, she had 60% um, custody, custody and he had 40 And I think at one point she accused him of, like, assaulting the kids. That and, like, checks that's out. That's what DPS got involved and, like, he had court-ordered visitation and stuff. Yeah. Well, so now they're uh, – the article I was reading today is – Allegedly. Is, is, is basically insinuating that there's going to be a child custody battle because – I thought about this and I was wondering if Riley was going to – well, Step so the child, yeah, so the father, the biological father, the one that I can't think of his name, um, you know, he's saying he wants 100% uh, custody of the kids. Danny, their stepfather, who's because he's been living in the house with them, like, he has been insinuating that, you know, he wants to take care of them. He has no rights to them. He won't be able to get anything. Priscilla has entered the chat has, has rights and she wants to be involved and then to your point there's the option of maybe riley their stepsister um or half sister uh taking custody so yeah. a lot going on and yeah it's just so i mean just shows you that like not not every day is given and like we saw her interacting with austin butler and everyone else at the golden globes and two days later or a day later she's unfortunately has passed and this Sorry. is going to be a huge con- – I can't even believe that the next day it's already, like, bumped off the headlines, like, which was already so insane. It was, like, a 12-hour news story, and they're like, bye, this is over. But, like, this is going to continue yeah. throughout the next six weeks, and it's going to be a lot of the conversations. Austin's going to be ca- to asked about it nonstop at every carpet he does. And he's going to be now part of that family. Yeah. It's going to be like trotted out like every year. And like, he's going to be with Priscilla doing like, and if he wins, obviously he's going to mention her and you know, the Oscars, they obviously we don't know who the nominees are yet, but they always have the song of the year. So I would not be surprised if they take a song from that song from that um, movie, even though they butchered the soundtrack. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Um, and do some kind of memorial for her at the Oscars. or certain... Well, they're not going to give her more time than anybody else. No, I know. But you know how they show the yeah. pictures of people. And some people get a second or two more than others. I know, which is so fucked up. Yeah, well. <laughs> and then some people get. And then thankfully. They some people be- they forget. <laughs> and some people they applaud louder for. And you're like, wait until the end. Nobody applaud for yeah, anything. No, like, exactly. But It's so rough. Um, but then when you look like, so, and then people are surfacing clips of her like struggling and slurring. And it's like, we also don't know. I mean, there might be a toxicology report in general. She's right. She struggled so long with, with so many things. Yeah. And also that's kind of just how she was get. you know, that's, we don't hear her that often, but like we, we know her iconically as being trotted out with Michael Jackson and having to make out with him at the MTV yep movie awards when she was probably like 20 she was like so young when that was happening yeah um and And then we know her as a huge scientologist well that's true but that but genetically the i'm like there is clearly a genetic marker for this in their family that everybody needs to get tested for because um elvis's grandparents were first cousins 
And Elvis's mom died of heart disease when she was 30 something. And then he died at 30 or 42. It said when I texted you and Dennis and I did the math, I thought it was like late thirties, but then I saw it was like 42 and I was like, am I just that bad at math? But I Um, wouldn't equate them as dying young due to major health issues that would not have been compromised other than all the drugs and alcohol they were doing. You know what I mean? Like that didn't help. Yeah, but they wouldn't have died from, like, they have, there's a genetic predisposition in their family to have heart attacks very early on. Right. It was, like, also both the grandparents, like, it's Mm. been multi-generations of doing this, where it's, like, yeah, Elvis didn't have a chance, he didn't help himself, but he could have lived much longer. Right. And then Priscilla, I mean, that's the first thing that cocaine does to you, is starts lining your your heart. heart. Yeah. Yeah starts sitting like the lining of your heart and stuff so so of all the you know if if she had gotten into anything else it might have been even like a little better for her but yeah, yeah who it, knows? Was, it was mo- you know she was it like yeah it was something to be very very aware of and mindful of that like there's a genetic predisposition to this yeah it's just crazy um and then the other kind of golden globes thing that happened that's getting some traction it's even like more so now is that um just a red carpet moment between andrew garfield andrew garfield was there oh, yeah was there with like some guy friends and stuff i was paying a lot of close a lot of uh, close attention to who was with who oh and our boy colin farrell he won that was super exciting i liked that he um helped jennifer coolidge up the stairs and oh. her face was like ooh, because how could that not be a reaction oh, wait, no. when, when I- colin farrell is helping you up Oh, we'd have to rewind because I went back and watched who walked her up and it was it was a Golden Globes guy. No, it was definitely Colin. I'll trip okay. We'll both I triple keep, check on that because I No, would, I, I would, mean there's pictures of it all over the internet. I keep seeing it like in memes. Oh, okay. Cause the way that they shot it from coming up on the stage, because I noticed that the person spoke to Jennifer. It was kind of from you couldn't like you could see most of his hair. And I was like, oh, the Golden Globes guy is clearly gay because he he hasn't said anything to anybody else. Right, right, right. And no. he's having a conversation with Jennifer Coolidge. No, yeah, Colin, like, puts his arm around and, like, has her hold on to her arm as she's bringing her up the stairs. Okay, then it must have been. Okay, but either way, I was like, oh, my God, that's so cute, whoever's, like, talking. Because I was like, you're not, you're probably not supposed to say a damn thing to them oh, yeah. when they're coming up on stage. Um, but yeah, Colin, and then and then the people were trying to say that Colin was trying to hit on Anna Darmus by saying he felt he cried himself. Her to movie, sleep. her movie made him weep at night. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the 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 red carpet moment um, was Andrew Garfield. There's a great like a YouTube uh, content creator, YouTube like personality named Amelia uh, De uh, Moldenberg. I don't, I never hear her last name pronounced, but I like watching her YouTube stuff. She has a thing called a uh, the chicken sh- uh, chicken date chicken shop date and chicken shops are like a staple of british culture like uh like a mash shop like mash and peas and stuff and so they're like you know a pizzeria they're an everyday pizzeria it's just over there and it's only chicken stuff and um the and and she gets really big it's usually like hip-hop guys and um rappers and stuff and then it's a fun little dichotomy with this like white girl and these rappers but then she's gotten huge other names on there too and uh, she hasn't gotten Andrew Garfield on there, but she's had to do other red carpet things. With him, yeah, I've seen the Yeah, clips. and just in general. So that's how they kind of know each other. And so they reckon, like, they saw each other on the red carpet, and they have a very fun, like, casual exchange. It's, it's kind of flirty, but it's just as flirty as Andrew Garfield is in general. And the internet is like, oh, my God, they're in love with each other. They need to date. And it's like, all right, eighth graders, calm down. Like, but it was very, very cute exchange where it, it was very fun and flirty. And it was just like, oh, my God, don't you miss flirting so much? <laughs> I mean, and flirting with Andrew Garfield is another level of flirting. And he, you know, he touches her elbow at one point when they're, she's like, oh, are you insulting me? And he's like, no, Amelia. And he's like touching her arm and stuff. And he's like, and then he starts talking about signs, uh, astrology signs, like what she is. And he was like, well, if you have a rising sign as like the same sign that somebody has a rising moon and you have a rising sun and they're opposite, like that's really good. And, and she was, and he was like, and so I don't think we should pursue this because this is going to go <laughs> badly. 
And she's like, I'm not asking to pursue anything, Andrew. Like, you're doing all of this. I, I didn't ask you out. You're asking me out. And he's like, no, we can't. That's <laughs> cute. Like, yeah, it was very cute. And then she's like, do you want to come to my birthday party? And he's like, oh, maybe. <laughs> I feel like that would be us. Be like, yeah. how do I trap you into further hangouts? 100%. It was so so cute so that's just there's a few stories coming out of like amelia and andrew the chemistry and i was like all right relax they're just fun friends it was yeah but no, um, they're basically co-workers um yeah any others stories uh, or like the this like kanye west maybe got married to his i don't want to talk about him who's 27 years old we're not talking about him anymore on this pod <laughs> he's a he's an anti-semitic oh i I laughed out loud when they said Amanda Seyfried wasn't there to accept her award because she's deep in the process of creating a new musical. <laughs> yeah, did you hear? I looked into it. So apparently she's doing a Thelma and Louise um, musical with some other actress. I mean, that's fine. But I was just like, I'm deep in the process. You're like, Shut Yeah, up. it's interesting they just didn't say like, you know, with all I didn't want people. to fly from New York. So-and-so isn't here. We're taking, you know, we're accepting it on her behalf. Like, that's just what you say. You move on. Keep it going. Yeah so stupid um did you see the shamar moore is gonna be a dad yep to a baby girl yeah and so he's really excited about that i mean talk about i'm a little disappointed at like and this shows just the level of narcissism he has how like kind of a youtube star he like like he addresses the fans with like what like updates in his life and i mean he's like i thought you were more of an actor bro Listen, he's an actor. At the end of the day, they're all narcissists. They need to have these connections with their fans and feel wanted. Um, and his be- baby mama's a model. That I mean, we're not surprised there. I don't even know if he's dating her, but I'm assuming. <laughs> Speaking of babies, um, I saw this morning that apparently um, Chrissy Teigen and John Legend um, welcomed their third or fourth baby, but uh, yesterday they haven't announced if it was a boy or a girl or the name or anything but apparently john legend mentioned it at a private concert that oh good uh, i mean hopefully everybody's safe and healthy yeah um that's really but at this point i kind of like uh, yeah i mean i've unfollowed her on everything i was like it's unfortunate like it's so obnoxious all this stuff and then i honestly the other day was like how much longer is this pregnancy gonna last for Chrissy because it feels like it's been two years even she said that oh, okay good for you um, but, but yeah it's just the ugh. any other stories or should we move on to what we're watching uh the only other one that I wrote down for this week that I was excited to see the announcement was that Sydney Sweeney and Glenn Powell are gonna star opposite each other in a rated R rom-com Ooh. and I got the tingles when I was like "Ooh, if I was like they're gonna fuck we love Sydney Sweeney yeah we need her to break up with her like normal like fiance who's older than her and just fuck her way through I think Hollywood. there's rumors that they're married at this point oh bummer girl yeah okay. um but glenn, well, yeah glenn powell was there at the golden globes right with my boy jay ellis who i love yeah i was really surprised that Ma- i was kind of really hoping that the golden globes would choose maverick as the best film because <laughs> i was like it's not gonna get anywhere else yeah I don't think it will. I mean, my guess is Fablemans will win at the Oscars. Right. It was really nice to see Steven again. I feel like we haven't seen him in a minute. Yeah. There I was mean, one time when I was, um, when we were in college that I was hanging out at Walden Pond and I thought Steven Spielberg was there with his family. <laughs> yeah. And I was like swimming around him and Amalia was like, this is not Steven Spielberg, Casey. And I was like, are you sure? Because it looks so much like him. just wanted to be him. Every other Jewish dad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, no, I'm pretty sure it's him. He's filming something here. She's like, I really don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> Just trying to get that stocking in. But yeah, yeah, what are you watching? Well, as I mentioned, I I actually spent this week watching a lot of movies, which is not my usual MO. Um, but in addition to the Banshee movie, which we'll talk about, I guess, next week or whenever you watch it. Yeah, I'm gonna, it's on my to-do list. I watched a few other movies. So the first was Ticket to Paradise, the George Clooney, Julia Roberts movie on Peacock. I feel like you had either said you started it and didn't finish it or... 
No, it's just like it's like okay, it's available on Peacock. Just heads yeah. up, everybody. Like, I mean, I know it had mixed reviews. I found it very entertaining. Um, oh, I definitely thought it was like a more, much more. I don't think I heard anything negative. Yeah, I thought I got some it people all said positive. it was boring or they turned it off after a little bit i didn't find that i mean granted i also love me some george clooney maybe if it was a different actor in that role i might have found it more boring but like you know say what you want i know i'm not the biggest julia fan but they obviously have really good chemistry the concept of the movie is you know entertaining in the sense that i'm sure most people know from the commercials they play a divorced couple who haven't really been keeping in touch but they find out that their daughter is getting engaged to a man she just met in Bali after graduating college. Um, So there's just like, you know, beautiful views and funny jokes here and there. And Billy Lord. Billy Lord and um, Caitlin Dever are the the girls. So, you know, the cast is pretty strong. Um, I love a a Caitlin-Billy combo. Because, you know, Booksmart was a highlight. Exactly. Um, speaking of Billy, then the second movie I watched was Bros, the Billy Eichner rom-com. <laughs> Good transition. Good transition. You know, I'm always trying to find them. Uh, that also I think I saw on Peacock. I liked it more than I thought I would, but it definitely, A, was too long. And B, like, didn't get my attention as much as Fire Island. Not that they should be compared, but obviously when they both came out, they naturally compared them to each other. There was a lot of education in this one, which I thought was, like, the plus side to the movie. Because oh, do they the- bring up prep pills? No, but the <laughs> Billy Eichner loosely plays himself, at least in terms of being, like, a podcaster um, gay guy, but it's like newsflash billy doesn't have a lot of range in this movie he also like uses his writing personality like focus on queer studies and queer rights to then basically be like the lead on them opening the first lgbtq plus um museum in new york city so like naturally you're learning a lot about history Oh, that's of, nice. of that community because they're making this movie or making this museum. A very interesting, deep, rich history that is get that's forgotten. Exactly, um, it was wiped out by AIDS, which is fucking crazy. I mean, well, yeah, they talk a lot about that and just the you know erasing these people from history because people didn't want to acknowledge that gay people were you know real or that they deserved any rights. So, um. So that was pretty good. I, w- I would say I liked Ticket to Paradise more than that one, but they were both probably, I would say, like B, B plus movies. And then lastly, um, movie that I definitely think you're going to like is Good Luck Leo Grand, which is uh, stars Emma Thompson and I don't know the name, the guy. Oh, I looked him up the other day. You keep going. I'll get him. I know he's in that show Bad Sisters, um, but he's a black Irish English actor. Daryl McCormick. Yeah, he's gorgeous. And the concept of the movie is Emma Thompson's husband, like she's obviously somewhere around her current age, like an older woman. Husband passes away. She, her whole life was a religion teacher, never really explored her sexuality never had an orgasm all that stuff and so she hires this male prostitute to help her explore her sexuality and who she is a person and it was really good i i was like the whole time i was watching i'm like casey will love this movie and i think that was also on mm-hmm. i can't remember which one it's on now for free but it was on one of those oh, I, yeah yeah maybe um, hulu i want to say maybe hulu um yeah, and, you know, it takes place in England, although most of the movie is in, like, a hotel, in, a, in a hotel room, naturally, mm-hmm. because, you know, that's it's where that stuff happens. Yeah, no, I, it was really entertaining. I liked it a lot, and it's relatable, Um, you know, no matter what I age know. you are. Because I do want the stigma of sex work to be removed so that I can feel comfortable well and she (laughs) they talk about that and like you know it's it's a very well-written movie uh so highly recommend uh what about you 
Uh, oh, and then, well, we can talk about this because we both watched it. Um, and then, so I'll leave that to the end a little bit. Um, I watched The Menu, which is now available on HBO. And I would say an A. I'd give it an A. I was captivated, like, the mm. entire movie. I wasn't looking at my phone. Um, they reel you in. They do a really great job of setting it up. They, um, you're empathizing. You're viewing it through Anya Taylor-Joy's character's eyes. Because it's a setting where it's this like luxurious um, destination for having a um, food experience. It's all about the whole dining experience. Yeah. And it's on an island. It's, they take the boat to this island. They are setting up and they give you really good nibbles and crumbs of what's going on with these people's relationships like who are these people to each other mm. what are the dynamics between like white groups? lotus style yeah. yeah 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 that kind of tone um it has a very specific tone it has a very specific like choreography it is deep within the world of restaurateurs and like psychopathic like um or chefs mm. and you don't know what's going on you can definitely like run away with your imagination and go to like worst case scenario i didn't find it to be scary i definitely found it to be a thriller there's definitely some horror-esque like moments but it's not like the music isn't there which i now am realizing like how much the music makes me kind of freaked out and kind of categorizes it, is it categorizes it as a horror for me yeah so when any of the things kind of happen, it's more of a shock. It's not mm. like, oh, there's a big lead up and there's a build up and then we have this thing. It's like, oh, wait, that changes so Everything. much of what we thought was happening. Interesting. Um, great characters, different reasons why they're all there. John Leguizamo plays a great like washed up actor who's like trying to still yeah, be the cast. The cast looks great. Nicholas Holt is always so good and I've I not that he needs me to champion him at all but I've definitely <laughs> mentioned him before on this cat on the you mean you're pod. not his PR person no but I should be because like he's always delivering a plus work Anya Taylor-Joy is fascinating to watch Ray Fiennes yeah Ray Fiennes is such a fantastic villain the other people that they get to like work in the restaurant thing there was one other woman who really was um just fantastically brutal and i think she kind of looks familiar but i was like okay i don't i wouldn't be able to like um it was hong chow um let me see if she was in anything else uh, oh she's also in the whale okay so that's probably oh okay. so she's having a good year yeah she was in um she's been working she's she was in the watchman on oh that's what she was okay oh does she play um the woman who like has that whole science building i that... think yes okay that's what I'm and that's the only well. asian person i remember from that show because she and also she's so memorable like she's well yeah. i guess i kind of just contradicted out both my statements by saying like <laughs> i remember her from something but i don't remember her um but yeah she was really really fun um yeah and so like when it's zigging it's zagging and then you it's a real it's it's an onion there's layers you're it's a glass things. onion yep. perhaps uh, so that that I would definitely recommend to everybody again it's on HBO it's on Hobo um, so Bogo Hobo and uh, then the other thing that I started on Netflix is Rebellion that is a Irish television show it's two series right now but it's only five episodes per series like 45 minutes like per episode and that is about the beginning of the IRA in 1919. And so it's about like the beginning mm. of the revolution, like the rebellion in Dublin. And very um, similar time frame as Banshee. Well, and then what's funny is that the star is Brian Gleason, Brendan's son. Oh, that and is he funny. He looks like a young, thin version and sounds like Brendan. Dumb old Gleason. I think everybody in the family is pretty it's much acting. an actor. Yeah. Because um, there's four or five of them in general. Um, but you got Brendan as dad. And, and then their mom's an actor, too. Mm. Um, just more like theater in Ireland and stuff like that. Uh, but Dumb old Gleason is probably the most famous of the kids. And he is much lankier and, um, and like more baby face than the other ones. But like Brian, spelled Brian, looks exactly like a young brendan and then sounds like him too and it's very amusing 
Um, but I'm obsessed with the Gleason family now, so I am here for it. So yeah, if you're into that stuff, then check it out. It's definitely like interesting, and I like what they're doing with the characters. It's based on um, three women that were like you. It's just the beginning scene. They they know each other because they did a play together, mm. and then it and it, so it o- opens with those three women. And then, and it's on the eve of World War One beginning, and then World War One starts, and then two years into World War One is when the rebellion happens, and so it immediately yeah. fast forwards two years in their lives, and then you see how how different they are and what they're doing for the cause each, um, and and then I think that yeah, we're getting some romance involved, but that's not really why we're here. It's very like much like celebrating Irish history. Um, and then the other one that we both watched was um, my one of my comedy boyfriends. James Acaster is obviously my first comedy boyfriend. But then Andrew Santino might be my second comedy oh, boyfriend. Oh, right. And we both watched Cheeseburger, Cheeseburger, Cheeseburger. It's only one cheeseburger. Yeah. But is it Cheeseburgers or Cheeto? Cheeseburger. His nickname is Cheeto Santino. Oh, okay. Because when he used to play basketball in East LA when he first moved there, he would be, be, do a pickup game and it was mostly Hispanic guys that he would play with and they'd be like, yo, bro, like your legs look like Cheetos. Yeah. Yeah, and so they would call him Cheeto Santino. Um, but yeah, it's called Cheeseburger. I really enjoyed the hell out of it. I thought Me it too. was one of the better specials that's come out in the past year. Agreed. I really liked how he navigated. First, great, great idea, genius idea to do it in Colorado mm-hmm. because of the politics. Right. And he brings up politics in a, I like, I'm not sharing what I care about, but I'm hitting both sides of it appropriately because they're both fucked up. I appreciated his Kamala Harris, where the hell has she been comment? Because I've been saying that since day one. And that's probably the most um, advertised clip that I've Oh, really? I stayed away like, from all the previews, but that yeah. checks out. It's just like, what are you doing? It's it's a he's a hip check away. You're a hip check away for becoming president. Yeah, like push that him. was great. It was so good. He goes yeah. He goes after Trump. He goes out. He talks about his personal life, which has been interesting because he touches yeah. upon that a little bit in his podcast. But he and his wife has really struggled to conceive, and they like talk about that stuff and how weird his dog is about yeah like, hooking up. Um, but yeah, I just thought I was just very, I was just grinning ear to ear the whole time, just being like. Good for you, buddy. Good for you. This is a good product. You should be proud of yourself. Yeah. You did a good job. Yeah, he did. And I I think he I, – I follow him now on Instagram, and I want to say he's going to be on um, – we might be drunk soon because I think he was, like, filming with them the other day. Yeah, Promo- that makes a lot of sense. He went out to promoting. New York and, yeah, was doing some promos in New York for a couple of weeks and stuff. And then um, what else is he doing? Oh, he's oh. in the new House Party movie. <laughs> That's out. Yeah, and also Dave is coming back in April, so he's got a lot coming out. Yeah, and then they're going to go on a Bad Friends podcast tour Mm -hmm. that's, like, already kind of kicked off and stuff. And then I correspond pretty frequently with their, like, third sidekick, who uh, Jetski Johnson is her, like, comedy name. Um, Or Juicy Jetski is, like, kind of the referral referred to now as um, but she was just here in Austin and, st- and I didn't go to her show. I should have, it was on new year's day. And I was like, uh, yeah. I only wanted to spend four days doing nothing. <laughs> I could have just like <laughs> driven downtown to watch a show for like an hour and a half, but I just didn't. Um, but yeah, but she and I, um, message each other every once in a while on, on Instagram. I'll ask her to come on the pod. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You had some, but yeah. That's pretty much it. And then, oh, and, and then what I just I saw as well that's out that I'm really excited about is the new season of Hunters on Amazon. This mm, was a show that- The Nazi. Off, yeah, it's been off for a couple of years, probably from COVID. It stars like Al Pacino and Logan Lerman and a few yeah. other folks. They were, just, they were just on Jimmy Fallon this week. Yeah, and it's about that, the Mossad. No, it's slightly different. It's like a, it's a fictionalized version of the Mossad. That's yeah. I don't think it's true. I don't think it's based on a true story. The th- the idea is of, the, uh, of them hunting Nazis. You know, of them capturing specific. I mean, that's a known fact that happened in the sixties and seventies, and well, it still happens today. But but that is, like that the the actual group is the Mossad that was then created in Israel to then be Nazi hunters. And so this is the fictionalized, like, story of that. Got it. 
because then there was a actual movie like Nick Kroll played somebody who's part of the Mossad to capture one of the architects of the slaughter Mm. who had moved to Argentina and they captured him like when he was getting off the train from work and they bundle him into a car and they kidnap him no I think that is not yeah but either way I'm excited to watch that so cool that's on Amazon all right anything else no I think that's it all the reporting on my end all right well until next time bye